I'm a hustler. Actor creative Carlos Mendoza showcases and talks to a variety of dope and tenacious artists. Let's get it in. Let's get after it. Welcome to Tenacious Talk with Carlos Mendoza. All right, everyone. So our guest today is a top-notch performer and singer known for her iconic roles as Mimi and Rent and most recently was rehearsing for Vanessa at Berkeley Playhouse's production of In the Heights. She's also worked as a casting director, educator, and currently leads masterclasses and coaching online. Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, it's my good friend, Melissa Rivera. <sighs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> What's up, dude? <laughs> uh, nothing much. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, thank you for hopping on. Thank you for uh, um, setting up tech. I know that's that's always like a hurdle for, for a lot of these things now, you know? I'm terrible with it, but thank you for helping me with it. And thank you for having me on. Of course, yo. I love, uh, like I was mentioning earlier, I just, I love, I love talking to my friends and I love uh, picking Peaking people's brains about stuff that I'm interested in, and I, I just love learning. So, uh, so, so, yeah. So, thank you again for being on here. What you been up to? And uh, I, I know you've been working on these master classes and coaching y todo eso. What's up with that? <laughs> well, okay. So, I've been up to a little bit of everything. I mean, when all this hit, it was just very unexpected. Um, but I took some time this summer to um, take some classes and kind of work on. On myself thinking that theater would be coming back sooner rather than later that hasn't mm -hmm. been the case but i took uh, a pop rock audition course with sherry sanders and i don't know if you've heard of her but she is like a pioneer when it comes to pop rock musical theater um before her people didn't know how to audition for pop rock musicals um at least on broadway um, uh -huh. people were coming in with traditional musical theater songs and wondering why they weren't getting cast and it was because they the, the casting directors weren't seeing what they needed to see in order to cast these shows so she put together this um study program and she ended up writing a book it, it's so amazing and it's all about these techniques on how to audition specifically for pop rock musical theaters uh, musical musicals excuse me right right uh, right but i got to do a master class with her as a student back in like 20 i think it might have been early 2016 like january 2016 something like that so a few years ago and um, ever since then, I've just kind of been following her, seeing what she's doing. And, um, this teacher training course came up. So mm -hmm. it's an eight week course. It's all about pop rock musical theater. And each class is about three hours long. Um, oh, dang. And it, it doesn't just teach you the technique, but it teaches you how to teach it. And so I did that all summer and it was life changing. Just mm -hmm wonderful getting to know uh the other people in my class even though we were doing everything virtually but um yeah it was a great opportunity that i wouldn't have had had it not been for the pandemic because all of a sudden i had time and i was available um she's out on the east coast she was uh, she actually just moved but she was in new york city um so timing wise three hours difference it, you know you just can't do it but right. this way um it, it just it, it worked out because i was available and um 
yeah. So anyway, so I took that course and in doing that, that's what my uh, master classes have been on lately. And that's really something I've been, that's been near and dear to my heart that I've been really interested in for a while. And I'm finally getting to dive into it and teach others about it. Because even though it's something that's being practiced um, or has was practiced before the pandemic on Broadway and in New York, it's something that hasn't hit regional theaters quite yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't noticed too much of it here in California, but I do notice people going in using a belting song from another musical musical that doesn't have anything to do with the show that they're auditioning for. It's like, oh, not all pop rock musicals are created equal. And so you kind of need to know what the essence of each show is and what kind of material to bring in. Um, And that's just been really exciting. Before before you like discovered this this person that you took this master class with and before you started uh really noticing noticing that there was a lack a lack of that approach here specifically in California did you ever like start doing that on your own like maybe knowingly or un- like subconsciously or consciously no i noticed that something was wasn't quite right i noticed that something wasn't um yeah it, it seemed that it didn't fit you yeah, know, round yeah. peg in a square hole. You know, just it, it didn't it didn't yeah. fit. Um, so I guess in my own practice as an audition or someone that was auditioning for shows, um, I did go into some some auditions using a pop rock song because I just thought that it was gonna feel better, it was gonna be more appropriate, and it worked. And yeah. then later on I got the reinforcement from Sherry saying, That's exactly what you should be doing. And I was Yo, like, that's yes. dope. That's so cool. <laughs> to yeah. have that moment, to have that like affirmation and re- reinforcement, like yes. you said. Yeah, it felt good because I mean yeah. I, I, I used I grew up singing pop music. That I've I've been doing that my whole life. Mm-hmm. But when I got to college, it was all classical training all classical, classical training and no musical theater. Even it was just a lot of art songs. Mm -hmm. And even in grad school, I got to do some musical theater, but I was doing, you know, arias. I was doing um, music from operas for those of you who don't know what an aria is. Um, So when you're classically trained and then you transition into musical theater, you tend to stay with more traditional and legit musical theater. And there's um, at least at the time, there were a lot of very rigid guidelines. Mm -hmm that aren't there anymore. But with all those rigid guidelines, like what you have to wear, what you have to sing, what you have to you know, bring in, it was so completely different from a pop rock audition. So as I was starting to venture out into the pop rock world, I'm like, am I doing this right? Am I making a fool out of myself? I don't know. So there was a lot of second guessing yeah. and probably a lot of roles I didn't get because I went into maybe with the right material, but with that hesitance and casting directors don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. They, they want to see you confident. They want you to come in knowing your stuff and feeling good about it, whether it's what they're looking for or not, that's what they appreciate. That's, that's what makes it professional. So Mm -hmm. it feels, it felt really good to be validated for sure. Well, traditionally though, right. Musical theater, like that, that was the way to get cast is to audition with classic, classical musical theater songs. Right. And it used to work. Why did it used to work? And what's the difference now? I guess in that, in that culture. (laughs) Well, we didn't have as many pop rock musicals back then. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, not, not that there weren't any because hair, you know, I mean that, that was out before. And even, um, gosh, I mean, I want to say Oklahoma, but that's not, that's more golden age, but because Mm. of the revival now you can sing a country song, which is, you know, 
considered pop rock for that audition. True, but, true, yeah. Uh, all these jukebox musicals, juke, jukebox musicals weren't really a thing. It's relatively new. It's just been in the past, you know, 20 years or so that mm-hmm. we started to see things like Mamma Mia. And Mamma Mia came out, everyone's like, is this, is this allowed? <laughs> can we do this but i mean it whether it's up your alley or whether you think it's artistically fulfilling enough it's not that's not the the, the mm-hmm. point the point is it sells and it gets people that wouldn't normally be interested in musical theater to start it's a gateway it's a yeah gateway yeah, but there's a uh, there's so much more musical theater out there. There's so many more pop rock songs. And actually, this is a statistic that I read in a book, mm. um, in Sherry's book. In two, I don't know if it's 2018 or 2019, but 68 percent of the Broadway and off Broadway auditions were asking for a pop rock song. No, 68 percent. Oh damn! Hey, I'm not gonna lie. The first time I got asked to do, and like my background is, I I don't do many musicals, right? Uh, I grew up just trained as a class classical actor, and you know I did musicals here and there. Um, but when uh, I so I auditioned for Hamilton a couple times, and those were the first times I got asked to audition with a pop rock song. Mm-hmm. That was the very, and I was like, whoa, this is so weird, but like so much easier for me because I, I wasn't classically trained to, to audition for musical theater to even, you know, the musical theater wasn't my, my niche. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is cool. This is dope. Yeah. And that was what I think I, the first time I auditioned for Hamilton was three years ago when they started going on tour three, four years ago. Damn. It's been that long. Maybe. It's been a while, yes. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, I thought, I, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty cool. And I think, I just think there's so much more uh, choices that, that you can oh, yeah. that you can find that suits you, that can show off your strengths, you know? I've, and, you know, okay, so within pop rock, mm-hmm. there are eight different subgenres. Eight. There's Motown. Whoa. There's, you know, uh, 70s uh, rock folk. There's contemporary R&B. I mean, country, poet, um, yeah, poetic. There's so many. There's eight different types. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, you're not going to go in with something, I don't know, by like Regina Spector for something like Hamilton. Right. <laughs> Yo, that'd be so funny, though. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean it's, oh, it's music fuck. on the radio. It's pop rock, but not quite yeah. the right style. Um, so yeah. that's what this was all about. That's what my master classes have been about, was really teaching people, okay, mm. you've got this pop rock song. Awesome. Is it appropriate for this? Okay, and how do we act it? Because we also don't act it in the same way that we do a legit musical theater song. Right. Um, yeah, but it just, it feels nice to be able to sing something off the radio and make it your own because you are the character. You're yeah. not trying to be some other character that already exists. You are yourself and living authentically within that song. And oh, it's like singing in the shower. I love that. I love that. And it's so great that you had that opportunity to take uh, to take that class, um, yeah. especially like like you mentioned, uh, as soon as we started the, during these times. I'm, I'm curious how I haven't taken any. Um, I've taken a whole bunch of other like um, uh, technical classes, uh, production classes online and just techie type of stuff. I haven't taken any like acting workshops online or master classes. How, how has that been for you? I mean, obviously I think it's been pretty, pretty awesome. And you're also like now teaching some, so, but I'm curious how, how did it start and where are you now with those? 
it's interesting. Everyone just kind of like you just see on Zoom, like everyone's little picture, and everyone's like, Mm -hmm. you're like, hey, everyone, how's it going? You're trying to get everyone's energy up, and then they're like, (laughs) I mean, we're also theater people, right? So we're used to being in a room and like fucking just taking and giving energy physically, you know? Right, right. And you don't have that. So here I am through the screen going, hey guys, what's going on? Okay, but isn't it exciting if you do this? You know, it's, I'm trying to get other people excited over something I'm already excited about. And I'm already such a big personality. I'm like, oh gosh, they must hate me because I'm way too much. But (laughs) they're here for a reason. Obviously, Mm. they're interested in this. And um, the first, uh, I guess, appearance or class or whatever it was that I did was for a middle school. Okay. For a middle school out in Vegas. And there were like 30 oh, wow. kids. There were 30 kids on the screen. And so, I mean, I could see some of them and not some others, but you know, I could tell a difference at the very beginning when they, um, they just looked not, not bored, but hesitant, kind of like, mm. like, how is everyone? Not like nothing like that it was like, But towards the Mm -hmm. end, everyone was starting to lean in towards the camera and wanting to hear more and asking questions. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's always exciting when you can when you can feel the difference in the Zoom chat room. Yeah. Yeah. From the beginning to the end. We're at the beginning. They might be a little hesitant, maybe not completely engaged. And at the end, they're 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 sold. They're into it and they're excited about it. Nice. What about you? Like, how has your experience been with with taking taking those oh. those master classes. With taking well with with Sherry, gosh, um I remember that it's the same kind of thing. Like we were hesitant, I was hesitant, I was so <laughs> nervous. I'm like yes, I've taught I've been a voice teacher off and on for years, yeah. but it's it's never been my bread and butter. It's always been something that I kind of do on the side. And um I was in a class with these really amazing professor university professors. One of them Teaches in Boston, like at Boston Conservatory, no, wow. Boston University at BU. Yes. Or maybe at both. I can't really remember. I mean, but those are big musical theater schools. Regardless. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Huge. And he's like my classmate. I'm like, oh, OK. Like, I mean, I I felt like I maybe I didn't have any business being in that <laughs> class or calling myself an educator. No, no, you did. You did. Yes. But but with time, I mean, we had eight weeks and we all became very close, even though, I mean, we've, we've never met in person, mm-hmm. but I can without a doubt say that these people will probably be in my life forever. Like they, uh, we experienced a lot of a lot of heavy things together. Wow. And we're still very wow. much connected. Um, I never thought that you could develop a connection like that, a, a personal collection, connection mm. with someone, even though it's all been virtual. But I have, and it's been great. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's so wild because one of the, one of the reasons I fell in love with theater at such a young age is because early on when I started taking those classes, even in high school, you know, it, I had those profound and special moments with with these people, these vulnerable moments where, you know, you're trying to discover some some theater piece or some some just a, any type of piece together and collaborating. And and you fall into that vulnerability and sharing stories and just sharing each other's presence. Right. That's mm-hmm. all such a sacred moment, which I've only experienced. Physically in person, you know? Right. And it's so odd to think that like how you're saying that, that that could happen virtually, you know? 
I didn't think it could, but apparently it can. You think that's what happens when like people have long distance relationships and they've never met in person? You know, is that, is that what's happening? I'm guessing so. I don't, maybe. Yeah, you know, it must be it. It must be it. Although in those circumstances, I usually think that you, since you've never met the person, you kind of yeah. have this fantasy of who they could be or who, who they actually are. Right. And they feed into that with those, with the letters or the text or you know, if there's calls, you know, that kind of thing. So mm. there, it's more like you're more in love with the idea, idea. and the image of it than yeah. the actual person. So you don't know if like once you are, you know, you meet in person, if it's going to be the same. And sometimes it is. Um, right, I I've, right. I've never right. had so I don't know. Or you get catfished, you know, or it's completely, oh. <laughs> it's completely someone else. Oh, Yo, that's, that's crazy. What, what? So virtually, help me, help me understand this because- it just, it's so odd, but really cool at the same time, especially because I don't know, it, this, this just seems like it's going to be part of our lives for a long time, you know? Um, and, 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 you know, things will get better and things will change. But I think because we've done this for so long already, it's kind of, it's, it's still going to stick around in some way, in some shape or form, I think, you know? And okay. so, um, like, I don't know, I'm curious, like what specifically do you think created like um, that connection, that similar vulnerability maybe that you would get in person? Well, the people that were in my class, I mean, there was one, uh, one teacher who was in Japan. Mm -hmm. There was one in Texas. There were a couple in Canada out in Boston. I mean, we're on all in different, in different parts of, of the world, but we were all experiencing the exact same thing. Um, mm -hmm. and there was a lot of anxiety and just depression going around, um, mm -hmm. with all the uncertainty and getting, having something like knowing that at four o'clock every single Sunday for the next eight weeks, I have an outlet of a place to go. I'm going to be with these people and we're going to get to sing these awesome songs. We're going to get to learn about this type of music and we're going to get to hear each other and give each other feedback. Um, mm. it, it was comforting and it was safe. Um, it was a safe space. Not, I mean, obviously not physically, I mean, yes, physically, but yeah, um, yeah. emotionally it was a very safe place. Mm -hmm. Um, and we were all on the same level. So even though some people, had much more experience than others, either as a, as a, as an educator or as a performer. Yeah. Um, we were all on the same level and, um, that brought us together, I think, to go through something so intense like that. Mm. That's awesome. That's, that's really cool. Um, and you know, I think it's really awesome too, that you kind of extended that or kept it going with you not doing those, those, uh, those master classes. Are you continuing to do that or, is it I just uh, um, taught a masterclass on uh, last Sunday, actually. Okay, uh, cool. With a voice studio out of Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, uh, with an actually the, the teacher who runs the studio, she was my very first voice teacher at San Diego State back in 2003. Look at that. <laughs> look at that full circle right there. Right. There's like all these connections.
connections. Yeah. yeah. I, after all this hit, the thing that's been really neat was uh, has been that all these people in the industry that maybe I hadn't talked to in a while, we were all in the same boat. So everyone starts reaching out to each other. Like, how are yeah. you doing? What, what are you working on? <clears throat> well, I'm doing this. You know, just that kind of camaraderie has been really, really great. Uh, but to go back to to what you were asking, what you were saying, um, so I I'm only able to do the master classes whenever there's um, interest, whenever there are people mm. that want more or um, kind of reach out. So it hasn't been something I've been able to do regularly, uh, but I have reached out to other theater companies that have education. Um, education departments to offer my services. And um, they're like, yes, this is something that we're into, but we can't do it right now. Or we've already have our, our season ready. Or like, yes, we're going to do it. Let's, I mean, when I was, when I was working on the master class that I just taught this Sunday, mm-hmm. we had originally talked about getting that set up, I think back in August. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's been, a, it's been a long time. I think August or September. It's been a long time. So yeah. finally we were able to kind of get the ball rolling, get it together and, um, and make it happen. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, that's so awesome. I hope, I hope that that continues. You can keep having the opportunity to, to, to share that work. Cause I think, I mean, I mean this actually kind of leads into, into my next like thing I want to talk to you about in, in that, like, I hope like theater comes back really strong. I mean, and I, I don't know what's happening with Broadway right now. I th- I think you may have more insight than me just cause I don't follow it as much. But I last, last thing I heard is that they they're closed for another year or at least through 2021 or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I think what do you know? Said, um, I think the last I heard was fall or l- maybe late 2021. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't, I know I've also heard of other theaters talking about, um, not being optimistic about it until middle, like summer of 2022. Okay. So I don't know, but I mean, n- none of us know. Yeah. They, these are just projections. These are just like, right. maybe, like, maybe like, remember when we thought like, Oh, we'll be back in two weeks <laughs> <laughs> for, for in the Heights. You know, that's, that's something we should definitely talk about. Cause <laughs> that's, that's what started our friendship, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, two weeks and then it extends to three months <laughs> and they're like, okay, well, in a year. And we're like, it's a that, year. Is, that is so wild, yo, that for real, like it's so f- surreal to think about that. Okay. So for, for everyone listening, Melissa and I met, um, uh, for, for the production of in the Heights at, uh, at Berkeley playhouse. And, uh, she, she was playing Vanessa, I was playing Uznavi and we, we were only like a couple weeks away from, from opening. Right. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. I, I think, I think the, so no, I know the last rehearsal we had, we had just ran the entire first act with music right. and with the scenes. Yeah. Right. Are we, are we had, no, we had blocked all the scenes for we act had blocked one. All the scenes and we had, we knew what we knew the music for the entire show, Yeah, yeah but we're yeah. still working on the choreography. Right. We were, we were actually working on the, the club, the club scene. Yeah. yeah. Club, that was our last choreography rehearsal, the club scene. Oh, and of course the last thing, like we, we stopped rehearsal right in the middle of like Vanessa's big dance break. That's like, right. Hey, Vanessa, let me get the next one. Oh. Yo, <gasps> oh. that was such a heartbreak. Well, Cause the next day, so 
I think it was Saturday. Saturday was our last day. And on Sunday, we were going to come back and run the entire first act with blocking and with music and choreo. Something was it that? Yeah, because I on Saturday, we, we, had, we had done, I think it was the table read of everything. The table read of the entire first act. Oh, that had been the week before, wasn't it? That oh, was, was it? Before. Yeah, because I'm okay. pretty sure that we had rehearsal on Sunday and then we had the Monday off because Monday was our own. Oh, I, you know what? I don't know. It was something. I just know that like the last day, if it wasn't the last day, the next day we would have ran everything. I remember that. Or everything meaning the first act. But that was just so wild to me because we had just seen, we were just with each other. We were were washing our hands. You know, we, we were counting the, the, what was it? How many seconds? I forget now. Six seconds. Oh, no, it wasn't how many, six seconds. How many, how many seconds? 20 30, seconds. You're 20, not, it was 20? You better not be washing your hands for six <laughs> seconds. Come on. Come it was on. So, it was so long ago. It feels like it was so long ago. It was yo. 20 seconds. 20 seconds. And we were being super, like, you Ain't know, super cautious. And then all of a sudden, boom, we don't see each other forever. Literally. Yeah. We just see each other through this. Right, and we screen. didn't expect it. We didn't know, so we didn't have the opportunity to hug each other and say bye, or there was mm-hmm. no closure, which yeah. I think was the hardest part about it. Was there was absolutely no closure, and for some of us, for a lot, actually most of us, this was a passion project. Mm-hmm. Yep, this is a show that we'd been wanting to do for a long time because it had to do with our culture and with who we are as people. It wasn't just a gig for us. Yeah, um, and that to me is. It's something that is really hard for me to get over. I mean, I, I know the show meant a lot to you. You, you had moved back to, back to the Bay Area um, to do the show. And you were off, I, th- I think you had mentioned you were off um, working on a cruise ship for a while. Is that, is uh, that right? No, no, that's actually what, what I was going to do after. <laughs> oh, you want to do that afterwards? <laughs> no, I had been in Missouri. I was working with uh, for Legends in Concert. That's right. Their that's what loca- it was. Yeah. Yes. Their main location is in Vegas, but they had one in Missouri. So I was yeah, there. Yeah. And they had offered me another contract for another year. But with this being an, a possibility, and then I'm originally from California. I thought, you know what? I just, it's a passion project. I just, I just have to do it. If I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. I'll mm-hmm. go to California. I'd be, I'll be around my friends and my family. And then when it's done, go out, do a cruise ship or something. Yeah. Wouldn't happen. I mean, you're still, you're still in, in California, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> and things have gone very, very well. I mean, I'm, uh, my parents don't live here, but even though, mm-hmm. The pandemic has made it difficult to see people. I've been able to see a few of my friends from time to time. And my brother lives in the same city as me, but I've only seen him maybe just like a handful of times. But yeah, I lived in another state. I wouldn't have been able to see him at all. So it's been nice to see my niece and my brother and, and uh, yeah, just. I think, I think. Friends. Th- that's that's been the great thing about this pandemic, right? We find the silver linings, not just notice the silver linings, but like. To your point, like we were almost kind of forced to spend time with these people that maybe we take for granted or maybe we just don't see as often because career, because traveling, right. because whatever, whatever, you know, right, I, yeah. I think this situation has given us the opportunity to, hey, you know what, let's make some moments with with these people. Right. You know, it's it's been great. That's awesome. Yo, with with the pandemic. Have you uh, given any thought as to your next moves? Um, I mean, I know when it, I, 
obviously we just talked about it with theater. It's it's all pretty pretty much shut down right now. But when it comes to to other like projects, like you know, production in LA, film, TV, mm-hmm. uh, even recording music, things like that. Any any things that you're you're working towards? Any new goals? Any realignments? Maybe as an artist. Yeah. yeah. So we you know as artists we have to keep reinventing ourselves to stay you know marketable and, and current. Uh, but during this time, I've actually been doing quite a uh, voiceover work. Oh, um, dope. Yeah. So that's, that's been, that's been a good extra income for me. So nice. um, and I've never done that before. Not like that. Not, not the, like this. I've done some radio commercials before, uh-huh. but not, not like this. So there was a company out of New York that was hiring fluent native Spanish speakers to read stories and lessons that were going to be played for are going to be used by teachers that were doing online teaching. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I was reading about you know the ancient Greeks and the Native Americans, but it was all in Spanish. And <laughs> so, <it's> like, <laughs> yo, that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah, so you know, doing that, and so that that was that was good. Um, and it's and you're being helpful, all- you know, like and yeah. you're like you're teaching in a way, you know. Yes. 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 That's yeah. so awesome. Um, so that's that, that's been good, and that's all freelance stuff. So it's whenever I can get that kind of work, great. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's been the main thing. But I've also just tried to do things for myself and try to think, okay, what what else is there out there? Like, I, and I always go back to the arts. I always go back to theater and music because that's I have a master's in this. You know, like I'm I'm educated yeah. in this. This is what I love. I wouldn't have done that if I didn't see myself doing this somehow for the rest of my life. Um, but kind of the stuff that I'm doing now with the master classes, um, I would like to be able to do that at a university level as a professor. So I've been looking a little mm-hmm. bit more into that and what my options are there. Um, and I know I can't just be just pop rock, but um, a, a musical theater history has always been something that has fascinated me. Um, and I can completely geek out with someone about that kind of thing. Wow. And lately it's just kind of been, you know, something I've always had on, you know, I've just kind of had in the back. Um, yeah. So there are dates and things like that that I no longer can recall, but I know exactly where my books are, where my notes are, and I could spend hours just digging through that stuff. But yeah. doing that as a professor, I think would be really fulfilling or even working um, in a theater, like at a yeah. theater company um, as an assistant to the artistic director or things like that, or as a casting director, which is something that I had done in the past. And I loved, I love, love yeah. casting. I love yeah. seeing different actors, uh, listening to different voices and putting these puzzles together and, you know, listening to what the producers and the directors want, which is yeah. not always the same thing, <laughs> but trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to put this together and give them what they want? And, um, yeah, that's always been really fascinating to me. So these are all the types mm-hmm. of things that I would like to do, but I can't really do right now. Um, mm. So I'm just working, studying, figuring it out, drinking a lot of wine. <laughs> you were you were mentioning, I, I, I knew you had a background in, in just being a fan, a huge fan of wine when, when yeah. we first met. And <laughs> you mentioned earlier that you had been, you had been drinking wine. Like, well, what are your favorites? What's going on with that? Oh, well, God. what's the list? What's going on? <laughs> My list. Okay. So a nice Pinot Noir is always something that I like to go to. Um, Meadowcroft Winery out in Sonoma has this amazing um, 
Anderson Valley Pinot Noir that I really, really like. Mm-hmm. They have others that other people enjoy more, but that one's really good. Um, just recently, I taste. I got a cab from oh gosh, a winery called Obsidian, called Half Mile. Ooh. <gasps> <gasps> yeah, so it was so good. <laughs> it sounds yeah. dangerous, Obsidian. Obsidian. Right? It sounds yeah. like the. It sounds like a sequel to like a Matt Damon film or something. You know, <laughs> Obsidian. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it tasted like. <laughs> um, not quite. Oh, that's but, hilarious. Yeah, so yeah, uh, I don't know if there's one in particular. Oh, um I did I did recently taste um I think it was is it a cap or a blend? Mm. It was a blend. It was a blend. It called the prisoner, which people can pick up at like basically any store, but like total wine. And I think it's also at like Target and stuff. But that was Prisoner, really nice. that it was sounds other. familiar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That was really that was really yummy. What I liked about it, I took the first sip and I thought, okay, all right, I, I like this. This is this is good. Mm-hmm. And you take the second sip and you're like, oh wait, it's really good. <laughs> take the second, you know, and you, that's how you know if it's good wine. If you want to keep taking sips, if you go, uh. if you keep going back for more. So many people will take that first sip, do the swishing, go like, oh yeah, the tasting notes are blah 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 blah. I can taste mm-hmm. the fig, this and that. But then they don't go back to it. So, uh, I mean, so even though something might be classified as being really like a really nice wine, if it's not something you want to keep drinking, then what's then what? Why is it good? Yeah. Then why is it good? What's the purpose? Yeah. Other than yeah, just yeah, being yeah, sweetie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. There is oh, there's a white wine, a Viognier, Viognier, sorry, that I tasted also from Meadowcroft. That was to die for. And I'm not typically a white wine person, but that was mm-hmm. really spectacular and paired really well with fish. With, with Ooh. Nice See, that's, that's how I like wine. I like wine every time I'm eating a meal. I'm not the casual wine drinker. I'm just not, I'm a beer guy. I like beer. beer. And also like just whiskey on ice <laughs> or, like, or like tequila, like straight. Tequila. You oh. Know? My friend just launched a tequila company. She will just, I mean, her family's been working on this for years, but it mm-hmm. just um, debuted in the United States in 2020. And it's really yummy. It's called El Sativo. So far, the Blanco is the only one that's out. Okay. They also have a Reposado and, um, and the Añejo that are coming out later this year. But it's really, it's another one that's really yummy. I, I'm not a huge tequila drinker. I do like tequila, but I'm not a tequila connoisseur. But okay. what's really interesting about this Blanco is that it, it was kind of like a waterfall in your mouth. Ooh. It was, um, it was smooth. Blancos typically aren't that smooth. They have that yeah. punch like in the back of the throat because they're still so young. That's why and I don't like Blancos, yeah. Yeah, but this, okay, so... 2020, it won the the San Francisco Wine and Spirits competition for best Blanco and best in class. So that means that it won over the Añejos, over the uh, Reposados, and over all the Blancos, like over all of them. Yo, what's this called? I need to, I need to take this yeah, down. Jot it down. Jot it down. You can yeah. get a total wine. So actually not at all places. It hasn't been released everywhere. It's called El, E-L, El? Sativo. S-A-T-I-V-O. Okay. And it's um, certified organic and El Sativo. Um, El Sativo, yeah. Sounds From like Jalisco. a like a like a weed, like a you know like a <laughs> weed strain. El Sativo. I don't know anything about that. 
That's what it sounds like. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I've yeah. heard. Nah. No. Um, but yeah, it's it's really yummy. I highly recommend it. But yeah, there, there's a different drink for everyone. You say that you're you like it with food. You like wine with food. With wine with food. Yeah. And wine yeah. wine is food. It it it's food. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah. there's so many different types and so many varietals. And even within the varietal, there's so many changes, uh, so many differences that people can pick up on. And so there's always something that any like there's a wine for everyone. So you don't have to be a wino to find something that is good good for you yeah what what got you into it what got you into into all this all these tastings and almost <laughs> all your like i feel i feel like you can describe a great wine you know what were those people called sommeliers yeah like i don't know you get i feel like you could <laughs> thanks that, that's a huge compliment i appreciate yeah. it um i i've always I, sh- I shouldn't say i've always liked wine because there was a time when i wasn't drinking wine but mm-hmm. um yeah, there's something about At age wine that 13, really you know, fresh out of <laughs> fresh into high school. Well, I am Catholic, so <laughs> yo, yes, as Catholics with our wine, and that's, and that's some shit, you know. Well, I, I I remember like my first communion having a little bit of wine and going, hmm, I feel like nice. And it's just the tiniest little sip, but yeah. it's always something that was like on the in the back of my mind, like. Hmm. I like this. I like That's this. pretty good. And as I grow older and older, not sorry, not older. I'm not. I'm not ancient. <laughs> Just grew um, up as I grew. I had, yeah, I had more opportunities to drink more wines, and um, so it's been something I've been interested in and appreciated and liked for several years now. Maybe like maybe about ten years or so. Mm-hmm. But this pandemic, also this summer, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just throw myself into studying wine. So I bought a bunch hey. of books, watched a bunch of movies, listened to some podcasts, watched videos, and just kind of dove right into the world of, of wine and was actually studying uh, for the level one sommelier test. Um, but then kind of got- Shut, <laughs> shut up. You actually did? I was, I was studying for it. I didn't take it. I didn't take it. Damn. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, uh-huh. I'm not at that level. I don't know the, the territories well enough to feel- comfortable enough to take that test and my studies kind of got diverted because i started working on uh the pop rock stuff which is really more fitting for me Mm, Um, mm -hmm. but yeah yeah i was i still have those books and i still go back and i i'll still do uh the tastings i feel really really bad for my boyfriend because whenever we uh open a new bottle He's like, okay, let it breathe. Okay, let's drink it. I'm like, no, 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 I need a minute. So I have to like look at it and swish it, <laughs> take down notes, smell it. What am I smelling? Okay, I've got a little bit of apricot there. Is that apricot? No, okay. Is that, wow. what, is that black cherry? Is that ripe cherry? What is that? Write that down. And then I can take that first sip, swish wow. it around. Think about it for a while. And he's just like, ah! <laughs> Yo, that's some serious, that's some serious patience yo that's yeah. some serious he's nice. patience he's nice about it. he's like no no i, I, I for like both of y'all for both of y'all <laughs> for both of y'all like uh yes p- patience for him but also for you too where it's like you literally have to sit there and like figure like puzzle your way through that huge blend of a forest you know <laughs> before yeah <laughs> <laughs> like sure. shit dude I, I could never do that. I don't have the patience, especially when it comes to food. I, I love to eat and I'm like, I'm there for one reason. And that is to like, just eat and be happy. You know, like I don't have the patience to let me smell this just so I can figure out 
everything, you know? Yeah. Well, you have to, I think of wine as a work of art mm. and something that's taken time. So if you approach it that way and not just as alcohol, um, yeah, it, it, it helps with the patience. But there have been some times that I'm like, I am ready to eat dinner now. I like, I'm going to grab a bottle that I've already tasted that I already, I already know what, what it's going to taste like, what, what it's going to be like. Yeah. I don't need to go through all that process. Like, yeah. The pairing is like all you need. Yo, when I went to Paris, uh, well, like three years ago or something like that, I had the best French dinner with pairings for each course. They have like seven courses, you know, like a traditional French dinner. And they give you a pairing for each, like even the dessert, dude, the dessert, mm -hmm. like even like uh, the, there's like a pre-dessert where it's like, the dessert comes, but then before the dessert, it's like, like a peach or like a mango, you know? Oh yeah. To, and they, to kind of not, it doesn't cleanse your palate, but it prepares your palate for what's Yes. Time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they give you a liqueur for that. So there's like wines, 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 and then a liqueur for the desserts. Yeah. I'm like, like it some was, kind of fortified wine, I'm sure. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I promise you, yo, each serving, it was just, it was like the perfect, it was just it was like chemistry in my mouth. It's the only way I, I could explain it. Yeah. Like, and there are people who do that for a living. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like that moment, I knew what it meant when people were like, like cooking is chemistry or it can be, yeah, it can you know, because it was, it was happening in my mouth. I was like, I've never had this experience before, yo. This shit <laughs> is wild. <laughs> That's the exciting part is like knowing that something's going to be good, but not knowing why and then letting it just happen. Yeah. Experiencing it in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's great that you've been, I mean, I feel like during this pandemic, we've all kind of picked up some hobbies or like some different things that we've never ever would have done. You know, your wine, uh, also like the master classes, taking and giving master classes and everything like that. I, I think the pandemic has been great. And in, in that, in that sense, um, once, once this thing is changed, once it's different, once we're able to be with one another, like what are some things you're looking forward to? Oh, being around people. Yeah. I'm such a social person. I'm such a social person. I love being out and about. So that's been really hard. Um, I, 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 yeah, I just want to frolic around people. (laughs) (laughs) I really want that. And also, of course, live theater, live theater, live shows. I want to go to a concert. I want to go to a Backstreet Boys concert. I want to hug them again. (laughs) (laughs) You Uh, hug, you hug the Backstreet Boys before? Yes. You have? Yeah, several times. Yes. Ooh. I'm a huge fan. I've done all, I'm not all, but I've done Uh-oh. a lot of meet and greets with them. You're one of those crazy fans that like jumps, jumps the barricades and just no, bum rushes them? No, I don't need to them. jump the barricade because they pull me up on stage. Oh, what? And didn't I tell you about this? I thought I told you about this. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm recollecting. Okay. Oh, were you, were you the friend that that they chose to like sing a song to? Is that what it was? Yeah. So I went to, yeah, I was out in Vegas during their residency and I was in the front row because, you know, it's the only way to do a Backstreet Boys concert. And AJ just kind of <laughs> looked over, looked at me and was like. That's right. Like, oh my God. That's right. So the security guard helped me up and he, you know, pulled me up on stage and I'm freaking out. And then all of a sudden I see all the other boys coming towards me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there are boys everywhere. <laughs> and they started singing to me and I'm like, 
this is amazing. And then I noticed that like there was a microphone near me. I'm like, hell yeah, there's a microphone. Why am I not singing? So I start singing along with them and I'm dancing, have a great time. And then the reality wow. of the situation hits me and I'm like <gasps> freaking out and crying all over again. It was, it was wonderful. Yo, and, and you were truly like picked that day. Like it wasn't like set up. Cause I know no. a lot of like artists, they like audition for, oh, yeah, for, no, for people like to go that. on stage and, and all that. No, nothing like that. I had no idea. And I'm not even sure when he decided to choose me. I know that I remember when he was walking like straight down, he was kind of scanning the audience, but he kind of did a look at me, like looked at me from like the side of, yeah, just a side eye thing mm-hmm. and walked a different way and then went back to me. So it's kind of like he'd already had me picked, but wanted yeah. to kind of fake out the audience, but right. I didn't know. And the girls are, I was there with my best friend, Amber, and she was screaming and I was actually there with a group of big Backstreet fans. And there's the, they're just crazy screams yeah. all over that video. <laughs> but no, I've met them several times. They do meet and greets with their fans. And, um, oh, so dope. I've done that kind of stuff and, and I miss it. Yeah. As a, uh, as an artist, what's, I mean, obviously being around people is going to be a huge just change in, in your approach and just opportunities with, with work, right? In general, right. what's artistically, what's like one thing you're really looking forward to have the opportunity to do again? Obviously, you know, you're, you're, you have other goals now with teaching and universities and stuff like that. But as a performer, like, what are you looking forward to once, once we're all safe? It's, it's difficult for me because the thing that I most want is to play Vanessa. That's what I want. But the longer this goes, the less likely it is, you know? So I don't know what that is, but that would be something I would, I would love to do. Um, yeah. But getting the opportunity to audition again for, for shows in general, I mean, it would be mm-hmm. nice to you know, go in an audition for Hamilton again, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just being out there, being seen, just being seen, just being, being out seen there. when it comes to musical theater, that's, you know, going back to whether or not I can do some of the bucket list shows, like whether yeah. I've typed out or aged out, I don't know. Mm. But so that, that'll depend on when this opens up. But in the meantime, I've just, mm-hmm. the music I've been working on hasn't been musical theater song. It's been, um, just like fun pop rock tunes. Uh, stuff that I've always been really interested in, stuff that I've kind of wanted to give, do my own take on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, I've been working on that. So it'd be nice to have an outlet after this is all done and maybe perform some of that or maybe just use it for auditions. Who knows? But um, yeah, I'd like to. Get there's, there. there's definitely something to, I think I'm very similar to you in that I'm, I love doing a lot of different things, right? I've always loved performing. Like if I had to choose one job for the rest of my life, like if, if I was, if someone said you're only able to do one thing for the rest of your life, it would be acting a hundred percent, you know? Um, but because, you know, I have this life and I've been lucky and I've, I've been, I've had the opportunity to, to be educated. Like I love doing a whole bunch of other shit besides acting, you know, (laughs) I love, I love teaching as well. And I love, um, I love learning like production side of stuff and tech side Mm -hmm. of stuff. And I I just love doing a whole bunch of stuff. I love binging on one thing and then going to the next thing, taking a break, going to the next thing and Mm -hmm. binging something else. You know, I think in 
that's also a generational family thing, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But as a performer, it's, um, there's something special about, about performing, especially when you find a show like in the Heights where it's like through and through it's, it's just, it feels it's home. It just like everything about it is what you've, what I've been searching for, like to show people my entire life. You know, it's, it's the, it's, it's a project where it's like, I'm finally seen, I'm finally heard. I'm it's, this show is saying everything I want to say, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so like, I have, I have that input. I have that, that longing to also, like, I just really want to do that show. Um, you were, you're such a good Osnavi. So uh, good. like, it was such a pleasure to have those rehearsals with you. Cause there's that, you have that sensitivity and that vulnerability, but you're also very present. And that's so important for that character. So important to still be strong enough to lead the show, to lead that storyline and to get us to, um, to get invested with you that, mm. but still be able to, like I said, to have that vulnerability and be able to step back when you're supposed to, you, you did a great job of that. And it was just an honor to be working with you. And oh, I appreciate you that. I appreciate, I, I feel the same way about, about you as well. It's uh, to be honest, I, I really leaned on, especially like you, because I, I knew you were a rock solid singer from the get go. And I was like, I need like I, I'm going to I'm going to look up to her. I'm going to pit like pick apart like what she's doing right so that I could kind of mimic that because I know I'm not the strongest singer. I, I knew I was coming in with some really good background in, in rapping and and, uh, and things like that. Yes, you but, were. But when it came to singing, I knew I knew that. I didn't have half as much a uh, good of a background as as you all, especially you. So I was really I was admiring you and looking up to you. So I really leaned on you for for things like that. So I really appreciated that. Yeah, um, and and that's and that's what's so dope about this show is that it's made to attract to attract these type of people, us, right? It's mm-hmm. it's a cultural thing. It, I, it, it doesn't get simpler to me than that. You know, there's, there are cultures that are built this way that are built like a tribe, you know, that are built to be vulnerable and built to help each other and support one another. Um, not all cultures are like that. Right. You know, I mean, we've seen what's been happening in, in the U S like so much division and shit, you know? And, um, Everywhere, but yeah, there's, it's definitely a cultural thing on how we, um, I guess, process and work through some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so anyways, uh, with all that being said, yo, I wish, I wish we can do, I wish we can do it. I hope, I hope it happens. I hope it happens. Uh, Cause that's one thing that's definitely, you know, a check like, yes, you know, <sighs> Yeah, it's a bucket list item. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with that being said, también, like it's also during this pandemic and this time, it's also made me really look at myself in the mirror and say, even though, although this means a lot to me and I want to do this show or a show like this, 
if I want something like that so bad, what's stopping me from creating something like that? Mm. You know, what's stopping me from gathering my own group of people or what's stopping me from creating a script or things like that. So I've been really introspective um, in that way to, uh, to kind of create my own reality, I guess. Yes. How do you, have you had any situations like that? Any pivotal moments like that or? Where you feel like you have to create on your own? Yeah. It's something that I've definitely thought about and a lot more lately. Um, And there was a time where I used to, I used to write where I was interested in, you know, having my own songs. But um, as I got older, I got more self-conscious about it. I felt like I was being judged. I felt like people thought it was going to be silly. And I, I, I was terrified. I didn't want to be the kid that wasn't cool or, Mm -hmm. uh, and I really wish I hadn't let that get to me, but I did. And I was way, way too insecure, but that, that stifled my creativity quite a bit. Um, and you know, during this pandemic, um, things pop into my brain and I have these ideas. And then I think, well, how creative is this actually? Has this already been done? Who else is doing this? And then I hear that a bunch of people are doing something similar. And I'm like, like how <laughs> I, maybe I don't have a unique bone in my body. I don't know. So it's a lot of second guessing mm. and um, feeling like I'm not really equipped to lead a project like that. Um, and, and you can't lead a project like that if you are second guessing yourself. So mm. my hat's off to you that you're like, yeah, this is what I want to do. There's no opportunity, so I'll create my own. I mean, that's that's what you've got to do. And hopefully, hopefully I'll kind of get the guts to do a little bit more of that. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. It's not easy. It's not easy for, for anyone. I, I truly believe it's not easy, even for the people that make it look like it's easy. It's not. I think the key to it, at least getting started, is by friends, by having friends, by having people to go in with you. You know, like, yeah. hey, I think that is a great idea. Let's right. Let's see what happens. And the friends you that know? you can trust, people that are going to be mm-hmm. on board. Um, my biggest fear is to have an idea and someone say, "Yeah, cool, that's awesome, mm-hmm. I'll do it," and then they flake out. And those ideas and that kind of work had already been built around these people that already said that they were going to help me. But now, and you can't make them if you're not paying right. them, and if that's not their primary job. And so many of my friends, you know, have families, are married, and have kids. So I like this project can't be a priority. Um, mm. So th- yeah, that's where it kind of gets a little tricky and uh, finding, finding a support system for that sort of thing. Cause I've got plenty of people that say, Hey, if you do it, you know, I'll be there in the front row opening night. I'm like, Oh, it takes a while. <laughs> right. Right. I think uh, creatively too, a lot of us, I mean, I'll speak for myself, but I think, and this is a generalization, a generalization, but I, I do think that creatively, like artists are burned just the same way, like maybe you're burned in like relationships with partners or family or things like that. You know, I mm-hmm. think artists are burned the same way when, when they collaborate. I think yeah. some collaborations are awesome and they go great. Obviously they have, they'll, they'll have their ups and downs. And then right. there are some collaborations that are just like, fuck, I hate working with this person, right. you know? Yes. Or all, all they're fucking like stab you in the back, like literally, you know? Yeah. 
Yes, I agree. There's uh, where you think, oh, this person's really talented. I'd love to work with them. And then you do. And then you're the one doing all the work. They're not practicing. Yep. They're not coming up with any ideas. And then there's, there's others that you team up with and your creative juices are just flowing. Or sometimes it's just working off of another actor. And I've, I've had instances where I'm working with someone that I'm like, I don't necessarily like you as a person, but then when we start working, <laughs> yeah, I know. but then we start working, that's like magic. It's true though. It's, it's true. It's like wiggle, yeah. right? It's like, yeah. oh my yeah. gosh, like this is like, we work really well together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually super, super lucky because uh, the the wonderful man that I'm dating, he's very much into music. So he's not a, he's not a musician by trait. That's not uh, that's not his bread and butter, but he, it's always, it's something that he's always been really interested in. He's, you know, he loves to geek out about it. And, uh, so when we started, you know, dating, talking about music was what really connected us because it was just a way that we communicated. It was Mm -hmm. a way that we let our emotions show. It was just so great. Um, so we've actually been working on some stuff, um, well, maybe mainly just kind of talking about it. It's still in, in its infancy, but just kind of creating and tinkering around. He likes the product, the production side of it. Yeah, uh, and I sing. That's perfect, <laughs> yo. That's so and perfect. I give him my input. <laughs> You're each other's collaborators right now, right? Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. And we have different strengths and weaknesses. I know nothing about production, so I'm learning. And he says he's not a singer, so I mean, he, you know, I've heard him sing a couple notes here and there, but uh-huh. he doesn't really sing for me. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he's picking up something from you, though. I'm just the same way you're picking up things from him, you know, I'll I'll give him a few lessons. (laughs) Yeah. Yo, well, I mean, that's so awesome that that, that's happening for you. And I wish for all of that, for for all of my artist friends and even for artists in general, especially during during this time. It's, you know, find find what you can find your collaborators, even in this time, even if it's just through through Zoom calls, you know, Um, and with that being said, yo, like whether we're in this time or we're in the time post pandemic, how do we, what do you think is the way to get over, I don't know, that insecurity of, or, or like trust issues with collaborating, you know? Uh, Cause I, I think, I think that holds a lot of us back. I know for one thing for me, I also have those like second thoughts. I'm just like, yo, like. I think this is a good idea, but like, I don't feel like I have anyone to work with or I don't trust anyone I could work with this on, you know, how, do, how do we deal with that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, other than just, I mean, just like on stage as actors, we have to be vulnerable and mm. let ourselves go and trust the process. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. It's just trial and error, but it's, you have to keep putting yourself out on the line and that's what's scary. But yeah. There's no other way. I think I think it's also a little bit more difficult um with the people I've been talking because this zooming thing and just virtual virtual thing is just almost like I think it's almost easier to to not connect with people. It's like ah, I don't want to call this person right now cuz it's too easy to like press a button. Like I'll just I'll just close my laptop and go into the other room. Yeah, I mm. I feel like it's easier now to avoid people. Yeah. I guess in that, so. in that, in that, in that, in that, like a, in that like a paradox, like it's, <laughs> it's easier to connect with people, but it's also easier to avoid them. Yes. It's yeah. It's easier to avoid them. But what I've noticed is that I'm reaching out to more people than I used to mm. because 
because I can't see them. And not that I would have, my, my cousin lives out in Ireland. And so I haven't seen her in, in a couple of years. And when this all hit, I was like, well, let's start calling each other regularly. We, we would do video calls every Saturday. Mm-hmm. And um, I could have done that before, but it wasn't until the pandemic hit that I was like, I'm going to go out of my way to reach out to someone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, if, if you're trying to hide from someone, it's pretty easy now. <laughs> that's always I think, I think consistency and, and building habits, I think that's been working for me. Mm. Having some sort of discipline, you know, like I'm going to make the decision to, to do this consistently. Yeah. Um, even though deadlines. Setting, deadlines setting deadlines for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all been helpful for me personally. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really want to, I really want to hear some collaboration between you and Rich. <laughs> um, now that you mention it, I don't know if, I don't know if he's around. Is he, is he down to, to get on the guitar? Yeah. 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 He's around. Yeah. Hey, Rich. Do you want to come do a song? It's time. He says, Tell sure. him it's time. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, is this, is this uh, a cover or is this something you've written? No, this is a cover. So this uh, was actually on the soundtrack for uh, the movie Step It Up. No, not Step It Up. I don't know what the movie is. I don't know. Uh, is it a new movie a, or? No, it's a dance movie from back with uh, Channing Tatum and his yeah, step up. former wife. Step Up. Yeah. Step Up. Yeah. There we go. Step yeah, Up. Step yeah. Up. It's from that. Yeah. This is by Anthony Hamilton. Um, and it's a, actually, it's was my best friend's wedding song. And I sang it at her wedding a few years ago. Uh, but the videographer ran out of battery in the middle of the song. So part of it's gone. Oh, <laughs> redemption. This is your redemption right. song. And there, there was, and yeah, and it was with the band. It was, I mean, this whole thing. And um, I don't have any background tracks to it. It's in, it's in a different key. So mm-hmm. yeah, Rich and I have been kind of fiddling with this for a while. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a fun song. We can do it. Um, it is it going to be a problem if I take these off? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Oh. Go for it. Just make sure you put them back on after you're done so you could hear me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are we good? We yeah, yeah. Whenever you're ready, go for it. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> you good? Do you need to like strum or anything? Early was a Flowers filled with dew I became somebody Through loving you Softly as a child Born in natural rain I predict the seasons To go unchanged Sometimes in life Run across a love unknown Without a reason It feels like you belong Hold on dear life Don't go off running from what's new I became somebody Through loving you Warm was the 
sun that covered my body so reminded me of you as I first know those were the days the days that changed my life and made me new I became somebody through loving you Times in life, you run across a love unknown without a reason. It feels like you belong. Go on, dear life. Don't go off running from what's new. I became somebody through loving you. down on me I know with you and love is where I wanna be oh sometimes I go on through life thinking that love is something that's not made for me Became somebody through loving you. I became somebody through loving you. I became somebody through loving you. Yeah! Yo, I'll be waiting for the LP to be released. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> great work, great work, great work. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, and that was such a su- such a pretty guitarist here that did not want to be. On, thank you, on yeah, camera. thank you, thank you, Rich. Shout out to Rich. I don't, I don't think you could hear me right now, but but Shout please thank him for me. Yes, <laughs> that was such a pretty and sweet and and hopeful song. It was lovely. Yeah. It didn't. Well, I didn't I like feel like that was in step up. Why? Why do I feel like that was not in step up? I don't that was know. so good. I don't know. Yeah, I, I really love your love voice, that dude. Song. Oh, thank you. I love thank your voice. You. It's very. It's very soulful. Very, very, very soulful. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. fun to do that kind of stuff. You know, kind of jump around. Sometimes do some opera, but then like be able to do this. Oh, and this is just this is just for fun. You know. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for performing. You know, I hope, I mean, I loved one of the reasons I love doing this, this podcast is because I get to, I get to see my friends like do dope shit and perform. So <laughs> I'm having a blast. I hope, I hope you did too. Um, did. like yeah, performing you so that, much. you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, um, obviously before we go, I'd love for you to plug anything that you may have coming up, if, whether it's like a masterclass or even if it's just like your social medias, I'd love yeah. for people to keep following you and, and supporting you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I think it's at Mel Canta, Mel, M-E-L-C-A-N-T-A, Mel Sings, but it's Canta in Spanish, mm. um, on Instagram. I think that's it. 
I don't know, Melissa Rivera, Facebook. And um, actually, I have a lot of my audition um, footage and my resume and uh, just past work that I've done. My reels are all up on www.melissariveraonline.com. So if you want to check out more stuff, I'll be posting um, schedule things up there. I mean, the only thing I've got going on right now that's on the website right now is in the Heights. So I need to update that. <laughs> Yo, that same. I have the same one on my on my website. It's like yeah. in the Heights is still there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I've got it. And of course, it's something about the pandemic, you know, so it needs to be right, updated. Right. But yeah, um, I'm available uh, for hire whenever um uh, people need any type of like private coaching or private voice lessons. If you've an audition coming up that you're uh, wanting some help on, please reach out. All my information is on my website. And if you are a teacher out there and you're interested in having me come in to your studio or come in through zoom to your studio, um, to do some master classes. Yeah. I'm, I'm available. Just reach out to me. Or if you want to talk about wine, there it is. If you want to take the test, if you want to take the test, you know who to ask. <laughs> if you're interested in like learning more about wine and doing some wine tastings and like all that. Mm, yes. I'm not <laughs> also, for that too. <laughs> also for all the listeners uh, going back to the, uh, to the singing, singing classes and uh, acting classes, whatever. I highly, highly recommend taking those. If you're someone who's auditioning for, for, for films, for TV, um, especially right now, I know it's pilot season in LA. Um, whenever I get self tapes, I mean, everything is self tapes right now anyways, self tapes right. and zoom. And it's going to be like that for a long time, yep. even yep. on Broadway, when this is all over, yep. casting directors have already realized that this is much, this is so much more efficient to be yeah. able to yeah. see all these people before they even come through the doors. Like we don't need to see them until we've got them called back because I mean, no more cattle those calls. Days, yes. Those days of having to stay, like wait in front of a building for an audition for two hours in the cold, in the middle of February or even March, <laughs> like that's, that's done. No yeah. one likes that. And it's expensive. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. So that's, this is the way to go. I mean, like, like you said, take those master classes, learn how to use the camera, learn how to use a microphone, learn how to act to the camera and yep how it's appropriate for each individual or for each type of genre that you're working on. Cause it's different for each one. And so, so yes, everyone, yourself. everyone hit up Melissa cause she is an <laughs> amazing instructor. I mean, I learned from her just from watching her. So I know if you actually take a class where she's deliberately telling, helping you and <laughs> you know, giving you instructions, I know that's going to be a plus a plus uh, work. Oh, so thanks. please, please contact Melissa, everybody. Um, before, before we bounce out out of here, I have uno poquito little minimal question for you. Okay. And that question is, in one word, what is art to you? Oh gosh. One word. Yeah. Expression. Dope. Expression. Dope. Just one word. <laughs> so I'm not going to say anymore, it. but yes. I love expression. it. I love it. Well, Melissa, um, thank you so much, yo, to, to, to be here, to choosing to, to do this. I appreciate your time, yo. And uh, I really hope we do in the Heights soon. Um, yes, I hope so too. I'm crossing my fingers, yo. It's happening. It's, yeah. Put it out I, there. I, I think Put Berkeley will do it. I, th I, think, I think Berkeley will do it. Once we're so safe. Too. Once hope, we're safe. I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping. Yeah. 
Well, I'm gonna stop the recording here. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Gracias so much. And uh, I'll catch you on the flip side to the next one. Deuces. Deuces.